Welcome to Persistent Broads, where we sound off on the news, politics, and culture affecting women across the state, country, and beyond. This week, we're coming at you from the comfort of our own homes because social distancing is necessary for flattening the curve and not overwhelming our already fraught healthcare system. And Lauren, I don't know about you, but I am thrilled to be back. Me too, even if it's from my living room floor. <laughs> I'm in my creepy basement while our producer takes pictures of us because I think he's bored. Well, his he's part, also married to you, so that's why he's there. <laughs> his part comes later as he makes yes. us sound great. Yes, makes us sound like Ira Glass on NPR. No one can sound like Ira Glass on NPR. I mean, that's Ira Glass. very true. Uh, if you are just joining us, though, my name is Lauren McElmeal, and the other lovely voice you're hearing is my good buddy, Emily Holly. Hey. Which, right. I mean, you probably could have introduced yourself, but I liked the flow of that. I feel like I have more power if someone else introduces me. You are very powerful. I know. I'm just saying. I feel like I have... You had a baby. Like, <laughs> I You created life. I created life. Oh, yes. And what so a life it in... is. Oh, yes. So in our uh, self-isolation, social distancing, self-quarantine, uh, what have you been listening to, reading, watching, other podcasts, otherwise enjoying? Because we can't leave our houses. We cannot leave our houses. Um, so I've been doing a number of different things. I just started rereading The Tao of Pooh. Um, except I got the audiobook version and it's very comforting because it's it's just read by um, a great um, British reader and Pooh is a British character and so it's just it's delightful reading very calming lots of good all books should be tips. read by British people right I think so um, so yeah working on that and um, <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed to admit it I've been watching the show Love is Blind on Netflix, and it is just as ridiculous and stupid as I thought it would be. However, it's also like a a horrible accident that you just see coming, <laughs> but you cannot look away. And so um, another, another broad who is very into Love is Blind is Jamie Birch, and so we might have to have her on to have this this discussion with Jamie Birch about um oh man I'm gonna have to love watch is love is blind now I think you should I think you should um you know drink a little as you watch it it helps okay okay <laughs> it helps um but it's nice because you know I think that sometimes you just need something completely ridiculous just a, a delightful escape um, like Frontier House. <laughs> like Frontier House. Also, um, we have an Apple TV, so on the PBS app is the show Sanditon, based off of Jane Ooh. Austen's final novel, and that was really good. So I am highly recommending that if you're into period dramas. It's really fun. Um, and then I am waiting for my new book to come. It will be here on Friday, but it's the book that you are currently reading. It is called Too Much how Victorian Constraints Still Bind Women Today. And it's by Rachel Verona Cote, or Cote, C-O-T-E. So it could be multiple pronunciations, but it we'll is... We'll do some research on that last name before we talk yes. about it on the show. Yes. But just but so you is... all know, it's coming. Yes. So if you want to read along with us, 
please check out that book. Um, Lauren for started, Broad's Book Club. <laughs> for Broad's book club, book club, Lauren started reading it, and it just sounded so cool, and so I couldn't wait. And I was on Amazon stocking up for Eloise's um, ultimate quarantine home so i thought i would treat myself to to this book and it's i'm really excited to read it so that is oh and podcasts i've been listening to the dream i just started season two and i'm on the episode about crystals woo crystals (laughs) (laughs) so that's yeah that's what i've been up to um they're just pretty what have you been up to uh, well, I haven't killed the plant you guys gave me. Uh, the orchid is still alive. I don't know how it made it this far. I actually watered it the other day. Lauren, um, do you want to talk about how or or why you how got I got an the plant from us? <laughs> I mean, so a couple weeks ago, you were having a really terrible week already. I was, and then, was. Uh, and so I had. I just said I'd been talking to you and I think I said goodbye or something and I went and took a shower and left my phone in the living room which was a dumb idea because I came out of the shower and I had five missed calls from you and Greg saying saying mostly call Greg something has happened and then uh Indeed, something, something had indeed happened. happened. <laughs> something happened. I took the ultimate misstep off of my front stoop and I broke my arm in two places, the radius and ulna bones, which are the two main bones in your forearm. I broke both of those bones in my left forearm and I had to have surgery. So because I was she actually, is an overachiever. It's true. I was actually uh, quarantining before everybody else was because I've been home uh, recovering from surgery and I just went back to work last week and now I'm at home again. Just so, in time. <laughs> but Lauren, being the wonderful, amazing friend that she is, met me at the hospital and stayed with me the whole time as they were giving me morphine and setting my arm and uh, doing all of those things. She even helped get my pants zipped after I peed. So that right there, that's, that's I a did good almost pass out when they had to give you an IV, though. We made also, it through. You had, you had a doctor that didn't appreciate how funny I was. He did not appreciate the persistent <laughs> prod's humor. I don't think, I don't think he's a listener. I, well, if he is, I mean, we didn't Doc- talk about it in the ER. Doctor, if you're a listener, please write in. Please write in. We'll have you on it, even though you were a man. <laughs> we'll have you on it, even though you are a man, because you set my bones. Yes, and now you have a very fancy purple cast. It's true. Which um, is very nice. I got a purple cast because my daughter Eloise is two, and she's super into purple these days. So I got a purple cast to make it just a little bit more fun and not quite so scary for her. But yes, she points to it on a regular basis and says, Mama, boo boo, papa. So there you go. Yep. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. So what uh, have you been, uh, what, how have you been treating uh, self-quarantining, Lauren? What have you been oh, listening to? I've been listening to this podcast called You're Wrong About. Um, and mostly the series that they did about Tanya Harding, 
and oh the OJ God. trials, uh, which the joke in, in neither it, of which you remember, <laughs> by the way. No, I was a month old. I when, remember uh, <laughs> both of these things very, very well. Lauren does not. There's a bit of an age difference between my us. my mom and I watched the Bronco Chase in uh, the comfort of our home in Illinois. Shout out uh, to Lauren's I, mom. Yes, I was a month old, and we watched. Uh, <laughs> I came into the world at exactly the right time, uh, and also I found out recently when my mom was here that. So I was listening to an episode about Jeffrey Dahmer from this podcast, and they were talking about how Dahmer went to the Portage Jail in the '90s, and I thought, oh, wait, I know that because I used to drive by it all the time over the summers because that's where my family like we would go north of that to go to my family's cabin and for one brief brief moment right before Jeffrey Dahmer was was killed in some jailhouse justice in 94 little baby Lauren McElmeel rode on that road right next to the Portage Correctional Facility in May 19 or no July 1994 and was briefly within a mile of Jeffrey Dahmer. Wow. What a time, I mean. What a time. 1994, what a year. That sounded like I was excited about this. I'm not, like, excited about the fact that I was very close to a murderer, but it's just kind of, like, a claim to fame sort of thing. Like, sure. I mean, like, it's kind I was of, there. it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but, like, yes. you know, six degrees of murder. Like, I'm not as excited about it as I was about meeting Elizabeth Warren. Like, those are very different things. Sure. That's that's fair. R.I.P. Liz Warren. <laughs> we will talk about that at a different time, though. That's a whole uh, other episode that we do have coming up on the schedule. So, yes. stay tuned. Persistent but, Broads, presidential edition. <laughs> but this week, um, this week, you know, we wanted to talk about the coronavirus or COVID-19, however you want to uh, refer to it as, except you are not allowed to call it the Chinese virus because that's wrong and yeah, racist no. and no, don't horrible. Do that. So do not do that. It's the coronavirus yeah. or COVID-19. Um, obviously, other people have been saying it, but I think that we'd be remiss if we didn't um, stay at home and wash your hands a lot. Yes. You know, and just don't be stupid. Do have, yeah, don't be stupid and don't be mean. We're no. all just trying our best. We're, Everybody is doing... Do not fight someone over a toilet paper roll. Just let oh them have God. it. You don't need... Look, all right? If you get if you get the virus, 60 rolls of toilet paper, not going to help it's you. It's not going to help you. It's not. It's just not. Neither are so, essential oils. <laughs> um, neither, and neither are, um, you know, all of these packs of baby wipes. Baby wipes aren't going to help you either. And as someone whose child is still in diapers, like... I legit need those baby wipes. So if you could not um, take more than you need, that would be appreciated. Um, There is, there is a, oh, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Tip a lot for carry out food. You know, um, seriously, like, first of all, people in the service industry, the rest, I was reading an article um, yesterday about the restaurant industry. It's in trouble. It's in big, big trouble. And I doubt that it's going to be bailed out. And the people who are really going to suffer are folks No, because we're going to bail out the airlines. Right. Well, that's a whole other thing as well. Why didn't they just budget? Why didn't they just budget? You're I supposed like to that keep there's... three times your income for expenses. 
I like that there's money to bail out the airline, but yet there isn't money to relieve student loan debt or pay for universal pre-K. You I'm can't see what I'm doing, but I'm I'm making a gesture that is that is to say like, oh yeah, that is that is what we're in right now. That is a thing. But yeah, um, so if yeah. someone if someone is delivering food or groceries um, to your house, please please tip them well. Um, I think that this is one of those times where we have to just trust each other and we all have to do the best that we can and be the best that we can. You know, there just isn't room to be a selfish asshole right now. There, so there is a there is a musical that I from yes, that. there is a musical that I really love called Hades Town, and there is it, it's about the um, Orpheus and Eurydice epic. Um, set to like jazz music it's amazing and great and everyone should listen to the soundtrack but there is a line in it that uh, orpheus says that if no one takes too much there will always be enough and i think yes. that we generally need to we need to embody that as we're moving forward that like you don't need 27 rolls of toilet paper I know that's probably like a thing that people think of in disasters is going to go first, but we're not experiencing a food shortage. We're not experiencing a toilet paper shortage. Again, if no one takes too much, there will always be enough. Yep. Stock up, you know, buy enough for yourself and your family for a week to 10 days. And, and if, also you, if you need help outside. after that, please call me. I will drop stuff off at your doorstep. Lauren will drop stuff off at your doorstep. Yes. If you live out of outside of the Des Moines metro area, I, we we'll can't find help somebody you, but we'll you. find someone who will. You know, it, this is another thing. Like, we can help each other. You know, I my sister lives in western Massachusetts where it is getting very, very bad um, in Massachusetts. And they can't find Tylenol or, or acetaminophen. Aww. So we're looking for a bottle to send to them. You know, you don't need multiple bottles of Tylenol. We have one bottle with like 500 pills in it. That will get us through. Like that's going to last us quite some time. So it's fine. Um, be responsible. Don't be an asshole. Um, oh, uh, one other thing. If you have an Asian grocery store in your town, yes. frequent the heck out of it because yes. they are probably dealing not only with the same problems that the service and retail industry are dealing with but also the rampant racism that is happening and also they will most likely have more rice than trader joe's will it's true more and rice have, and beans they're gonna have really really good high quality rice as well so yeah absolutely support support them buy local if you can support local business um i want to get myself some really nice skincare. Uh, and I have a friend who, who owns, well, Cassie Sampson, who owns East Village Day Spa, which is an amazing establishment. And um, she's- We have a, both frequented she it. She is a it's wonderful very person. Nice. <laughs> they have great products and um, they would be happy to help you and you know give them a call. And, and they're doing everything that they can to fight the virus and support people at the same time. So just support, support your town, support local businesses. Um, and I will I, always give a shout to uh, Domestica, which is like a kind of little tchotchke yes, shop. Um, but yes. a friend of mine um, and, and her partner both sell jewelry and prints and things like that. And it's all really cool stuff. And it's like it's they're going to ship it. It's not like you have to go pick it up. It's it's or you can buy gift cards because, you know, you're going to use it later. Right. Um, right. You can buy gift cards. Um, check out Etsy businesses too. You know, if yes. you need a, if you need or like, 
I want to get a picture frame to frame a, a new picture of Eloise. And, you know, instead of maybe going to Target first, I'm going to check out Etsy and see see what they is have. Is it the frosting can... picture? Is it the what? Is it the frosting picture? It is the frosting picture. I don't know how yes. you knew that. You're, I, I just feel like that would look good up in my kitchen. But um, there, there are only so many pictures of her that <laughs> it's true. that I've yeah, seen. <laughs> right? Well, there we have literal, literally thousands of pictures, so... We'll just send She's them very cute. I mean, it's not like you're... <laughs> it's true. And, you know, I mean, so just think about ways that you can support local business at during this time. Um, you know, I think that I think that social distancing is going to last longer than, than people think it might. And, and so be prepared for that, you know, um, and take care of your mental health. Lauren was talking about uh, she just referenced a musical. But in case folks don't know, Broadway and The Met are going to be streaming their seasons online for people, which is amazing. And I'm really excited about that. I'm excited to to pay for that. Um, but some other, we'll get into some other things, but um, I wanted to make sure that, that those get mentioned. But something, something that Lauren and I really wanted to talk about in this week's episode was productivity during the time, during this weird uh, time that we are in. And we are in a weird time, and I think that it would behoove us all to acknowledge that we are in a weird in time. Weird times. It it's it's fucking weird. It just is, um, <laughs> and it feels weird going to bed at night. It feels weird waking up in the morning, and I think that we should acknowledge that. Anyone who who has this business as usual attitude, I think, um, I think is, is not missing in touch. The point. <laughs> yeah. Like you're missing the point and you're not in touch with what's going on and, and what's going on with, with Americans right now. So, um, Lauren, do you want to mention the article that, that we, that we both read? Um, so it's great. There, and we'll link to it in the show notes, but yes, there is an article by, I think his name is Nick. It's Nick Martin. And he wrote an awesome article called Against Productivity in a Pandemic. And, and it's in the, a New Republic. It's in right? the New Republic. Yeah. Um, we can link to it in the show notes. But it's mostly about how just kind of from every corner of our culture right now, everyone is saying like, oh, you'll have so much more time now that you're going to be home um, or you need to, you know, spend that the time that you would have maybe gone to a restaurant, go go and do a home workout, write your novel, do all of this. And it's kind of like you're putting extra pressure on an already fraught human being that's like, I don't know what's happening. And to have someone also telling you like you need to be doing already more than you're doing is very stressful especially for those of us who suffer with with mental illness who have chronic pain who have any number of things that normally don't let us do the things that we might that people might want us to start thinking of like i know that i'm not going to write a novel during this time like, i know my we, own limitations you know as we are recording this podcast lauren what is on your mind like what are you worried about everything my family's in scotland right now and i have to keep uh coming up with basically foreign policy uh dossiers every morning to figure out if they're going to be able to get back and if they can uh leave their house after like two weeks or something because they're all there uh, yep. my sister's study abroad program was cut short and she has to come back so she's coming back with my my parents and my brother 
and I'm worried about my grandparents because they're in like the prime category for catching this and I'm worried about my friends and my friends kids and all of the and I'm not even like so much worried about me because I'm pretty good at self-isolating because I'm an introvert and I made this joke the other day that when someone was like well you're probably gonna have to you know work from home a lot and I was like so Yay. cool I've been I've been <laughs> We're like, I've been tra- I've been training for this for years <laughs> but but for people that are my concern is more that like there are other things happening and the mental strain of that is not compatible with like a lot of creative pursuits no matter how many people right. are like use your use your fraught mental state to go make something i'm like no my fraught mental state wants me to like curl into a ball and watch like the young pope yeah. which is also what i've been watching it's kind of it's delightful has Jude I, Law in it. I will add that to my list because it actually looks really cool. So yes. I need to. What are you worried about during this pandemic, Emily? That's <laughs> keeping you from writing the next great American novel. <laughs> um, well, gosh, I mean, there's so many things. Like, you know, I, my sister and her her partner, her her amazing partner. So my other sister, Biz, Anna and Biz, they live in in Western Massachusetts, where things are getting really bad, and I'm worried about them. Um, you know, I'm worried about myself and, uh, you know, my crappy immune system and my chronic pain and how this virus could, could affect me if I were to get it. I'm worried about my arm healing because it hurts a lot. Um, you know, I'm, I'm worried about Eloise and creating a normal, healthy, happy environment for her because she has no idea what's going on and she's, she's blissfully ignorant and I envy that in her. So we're trying to keep her life as normal as possible. I'm worried about my ability to, to do my job if if her daycare closes and she's going to be home with us. And so Greg and I are making plans on you know, what what we're going to do uh, if she's home with us and for how long. And, you know, am I going to have to self-quarantine for longer than other people because I have other health issues you know um and I'm somebody who who does suffer from anxiety and depression and I have for a long time and so you know chronic pain itself is isolating I have severe chronic pain um and a busted up arm so (laughs) chronic pain itself is very isolating because it keeps you from going out in the best of circumstances and so with this where you are actually forced to be alone and not have people come and visit you and and only be able to interact online with people or over the phone um it is weird it's stressful and um and not to mention all that honestly i'm worried that if we run out of diapers i'm not going to be able to get any or you know if we run out of toilet paper because we have not been hoarding toilet paper because i i refuse to um that we're not going to be able to get any so you know you you worry about you worry about the catastrophic and then you worry about the everyday things like shit if i run out of toilet paper am i gonna be able to get some you know is it gonna be am i gonna end up paying you know 50 bucks for a 12 pack of toilet paper i'll be honest when i saw like the panic buying or whatever i went and checked like my my store of toilet paper and i was like okay i have this many rolls i am only one person i should be good for a while like we always buy, I mean, 
I feel like we're spending a lot of time talking about toilet paper. But here's the thing. Buy the one. The whole world has. We're not doing it buy, more so than buy anyone else. Buy one of those large things of toilet paper that's got like 20 rolls in it and you'll be good. You'll be fine. And then you're not going to have to worry about it. You'll have more than two weeks worth unless you are using to- too much toilet paper. And then also. Which is another problem. But <laughs> every time you use it, maybe think, do I actually need this much toilet paper? You know, and maybe or cut buy yourself a bidet. off a little bit. Or buy a bidet. I would love to have a bidet. I think they are amazing. I don't know what the American aversion is to a bidet, but I think that they are classy AF and I would love to have one. So there's that. But, you know, all of that stuff is on my mind. And um, I think that as we go forward in in isolation and social distancing and all of the stuff that, that is real talk, probably going to be in place for some time. You know, I mean... We have clamped down for the next couple of weeks to uh, to just sort of see where the virus is at and see what's going on. But, um, you know, there isn't going to be a vaccine for a while. And I think that um, I think that we really need to recognize what the next couple of months are going to look like for all of us. You know, it might mean that your dream concert gets canceled. Greg and I have tickets to see fallout boy and green day and weezer up in the twin cities in august and there's a very (laughs) real chance don't laugh (laughs) don't laugh look just because you were a baby when look i like fallout boy and i like weezer and i like green day at a girl I just didn't know that there was a concert coming there up is, that with had all, all three, three of them. them. And we bought tickets because we were finally like, oh, my God, we've, we actually have money to go to something like this. You know, we can actually pay to go to something like this. Unlike, you know, this is not something we would have been able to do 10, 15 mm-hmm. years ago. And now we can. And there's a real likelihood that it's going to be canceled. And so thinking about that, I think, um, you know, people have been asking, asking a about is it is it appropriate to worry about you know I have a friend who's getting who's getting married and her wedding she might have to cancel her wedding this Mm -hmm. summer and she's devastated and she feels guilty for feeling devastated and it's like I mean just you know life you feel life is you have to you're allowed to feel upset about things yeah you have to feel how you feel you know not everything every moment in your life has to be life and death you know this is we are all making sacrifices right now. You know, there are college and high school kids who have worked for four years, um, who have been waiting for graduation and who are looking forward to it, who aren't going to have it. There are a lot of people like your sister who are studying abroad now, who whose experiences are being cut short or, or who won't get those experiences. There are people whose weddings will have to be canceled. There are people whose, um, you know, quinceañeras or bar mitzvahs or bat mitzvahs are going to have to be canceled. You know, if you think about our family reunions, all this stuff is going to have to be canceled or, and, and or po- postponed. And it's okay to be upset and to be sad about those things. I think that you can both be do your patriotic duty and self-isolate and, um, and care about people you don't even know while also being sad for yourself. And your family. I think that that's, that that's totally okay. And I think it's normal. Yeah. And people so, have the audacity to want us to write the great American novel when all of this is weighing on our minds. Although I will. Right. So there is a, there's a tweet going around. It's like Shakespeare wrote King Lear during the plague, which is dumb. Um, but I did see one that was like Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. <laughs> 
while she was stuck inside. And we do stand the mother of science fiction around here. Go Mary Shelley. Also, I would just like to say Shakespeare did not have like 11 episodes of Love is Blind on Netflix to watch. Or a toddler or like have to make food. <laughs> it's true. Um, is there anything, here's here's something fun and, and a little bit more lighthearted. Is there anything that you bought randomly in preparation for this, you know, self-isolation experiment, as it were? Is there anything that you, that you bought that you were just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to get it. I did buy a packet of Snicker eggs from the Easter thing, but the thing that I'm thinking of right now is not something that I bought, something that my mom bought for me for Christmas, and it is a, like, travel pillow neck massager, but it looks like a golden retriever, and it has been very... I have it behind me, actually. Um, I think that we're going to need to post a picture of this. It looks like this. On our, on our site, because that looks amazing. And, uh, but it has a little neck massager in it and it reminds me to keep my neck up when I'm working because you can't really drop your neck down. And so it's helping with my posture. Does it help with your headaches? I mean, like, let's not get crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we Uh, should get you the right crystal configuration to help with your headaches. Yes, exactly. That's what we're going to spend our time on. (laughs) I was going to, that's what we should be doing. We should be researching crystal configurations or or lights the colored you know like different colored lights to see if that helps you as mm-hmm. someone who's had chronic pain for 25 years i have had every single cure cure mm-hmm. suggested to me maybe um, you just most, weren't doing the crystals right <laughs> the most recent one well I, the most recent one was that i should um go on like a celery juice cleanse Not celery soda, (laughs) like you would find it in a New York deli, but celery juice. Neither of those things sound good. (laughs) I didn't know that celery juice was a thing, considering the fact that celery is mostly water. I thought that celery soda was a fake thing that was in a series of unfortunate events. You you mean to tell me it's a real thing? No, it's a real (laughs) thing. It's a a real thing in New York City at um, at, uh, some of the, the old school delis. Yeah, I, we're going to have to take a trip, Lauren. When all this is yes. over, we'll uh, we'll take a trip. And you know what? Maybe that's another thing that, that you could do with your time is plan a trip, plan a vacation. Yeah. Whether you take it or not, planning trips can be really fun, even if you don't take them. You know, yeah. I had I had no money for years and years and years, and I was constantly planning trips that I was not taking. But it was fun because I learned about destinations and, um, you know, where I would stay. And I like to read travel books, so... So yeah. there you go. I have a road trip book somewhere around here that should get looked nice. at. Um, yeah, but so, I mean, all this to say that, like, <laughs> capitalism does not need to take any more of your time than it already has. Like, right. there's a really awesome line in it that uh, they talk about all the posts and newsletters and articles that that come uh, into your inbox and from work and it says that all of that is rooted in the same misguided mindset yes this pandemic is bad but how can you improve yourself with all this solitude and more to the point how can you continue to prove your worth as a hard worker which I mean I've said in our outline like do what you need to sustain yourself but don't feel okay. like you need to be constantly growing changing there's there's a book called How to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell that they also reference in this. And she said something about how uh, in the context of health 
and ecology and the environment. Things that grow unchecked are considered parasitic or cancerous, but we inhabit a culture that privileges novelty and growth over the cyclical and regenerative, which number one is just a beautiful sentence, but I think it's very important to think of things that are not just new and exciting, but things that sustain us and like if love is blind is going to sustain you through this do it if writing something is going to sustain you through this do it but also like be mindful of your limitations and don't push yourself harder than you would normally because you're not going to have necessarily the same support system that you would if you were going to write the great american novel in like a normal day just give yourself some patience and grace yeah. I, that's something that I've been struggling with every day as I, you know, I mean, I have pain already. I have chronic pain day in and day out. Some days it's really bad. Other days it's manageable. But now I have this really terrible break in my arm that, and my arm is healing. I had major surgery and, um, you know, it's a big deal and, and it's going to take a while for me to heal. In fact, I, I talked to my doctor on, on Monday and he was just like, it's going to take months. You just have to be patient. And I am not patient by nature. Um, what? Much like Marmy in Little <laughs> Women, which if you're looking for a movie to watch, oh my God, watch Little Women. Do it now. Stop you this podcast. You will cry though. You'll cry. Stop yeah, this stop podcast. podcast. <laughs> watch Little Women and then resume. Maybe we should talk about, well, we'll do, we could do an episode where we, we can do, I think we need too. a full deep dive into Little Women because we both loved it so much. Right, and um, and we should talk about Greta Gerwig too because she she's she's amazing. She's a national and, uh, treasure, Greta Gerwig. She is, she is. So, you know, anyways, like that's that's just another thing that that I have to tell myself sometimes on an hourly basis, which is, you know, you do what you have to do to get through it. You take a couple of deep breaths, and you you know you give yourself grace. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Don't and, let capitalism take more from you than it already has. Right. Here, 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 <laughs> here. Um, but, you know, some other things that, like, actual delightful, happy things. Um, we have to talk about Wellington. Wellington, penguin. our penguin friend. Wellington is our new penguin friend from the Shedd Aquarium in Chicago, where he resides. And now that the aquarium is closed, he, uh, the aquarium is posting videos of him tootling around with his pals. His little penguin pals. All of the exhibits, and <laughs> it is just delightful. He met um, the otters today, guys. <laughs> he met the otters. He wasn't quite sure what to think of them, but um, you know, he is very classy, and I have decided that I would like to be a penguin in my next life. I think I'd be really, really good at it. Wellington unfortunately does not wear a top hat and have a cane, which I was very disappointed when I found that out. But, well, I mean, he's dressed down because it's cash now, you know? That's like, true. I'm not wearing my top hat and cane these days. But I just want to send a message out to Wellington. When all this is over... And, We're going to come visit you. <laughs> we will come and visit you, Wellington. Um, and you just stay classy. Stay yeah. classy, Wellington. Uh, continuing um, on our on our zoo animal favorites, yes. uh, the Cincinnati Zoo is having virtual, like basically animal science classes on their facebook page at 2 p.m central standard time every day and mondays was with fiona the hippo who is a friend of the pod 
Uh, we and love her so treasure. much. And a national treasure. She and Greta Gerwig, both national treasures. Yes. But yesterday they talked about Rico the porcupine. Um, didn't know what porcupines looked like up close, so that was a fun one. And then today was was an ocelot, and I forget mm-hmm. her name, but she was 19. She is a golden girl ocelot. And Yep. The golden girl ocelot, um, who was quite impressive, but, you know, they're 20 minutes long. It's an excellent break in your day. And this is another area where, um, you know, when you when you see these things online, people providing content for you, kick them some money if you can. Yeah. You know, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty bucks. Um, especially these zoos and aquariums that are are really doing so much for education and animal preservation and conservation. I mean, they they put everything into caring for these animals. Um, if you know about Fiona the hippo, she was six weeks early. She was tiny. Um, much She's like still my tiny, beautiful, but... <laughs> much like my beautiful baby girl uh, who was also six weeks early and was tiny, but um, the zookeeper a lot of effort went into keeping her alive and, and giving her a wonderful life. And so, um, depending on how long things are closed, I I don't want any of these facilities to be hurting for cash. And so, if there's a way that as you're seeing them, kicking them some money. That's great. Um, a lot of a lot of zoos are, are supported by foundations, and so you know making sure that they have the money they need to keep keep these programs because it's great too for kids who are currently home from school, and it's great for adults like us who would like a break in our day and would like to take twenty minutes to learn about an ocelot because yeah, I didn't know we watched today's together. We were texting we each other during it. <laughs> we did. It was fun, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, she's so pretty!" And she is. She's a golden girl ocelot, and a new friend of the pod. Yes. I think so, her name was Sahil. I can look it up later, but <laughs> Yes. Um but welcome, new friend. New well, friend. Wellington, Fiona, and Sahil. Enrico. Sahil, yes. Enrico. All friends of the pod. And don't forget Holly the Bear, who is yes. in hibernation up in Alaska. Yes. She doesn't know any of this is going on. <laughs> she Lucky doesn't her. But- <laughs> But um, but she'll wake up and and we'll be excited to see her when she does. Um, yes, there some is other fun things. Yes, another fun thing. Uh, look at the hashtag Sunshine Songs, uh, because a bunch since this is like musical season, all of these kids are not getting to perform their shows, are not getting to perform their concerts, and all of this stuff. And so Laura Benanti, who is a Broadway actress. Um, put out this call for people to send in basically just like videos of them performing and it is the most beautiful like semblance of things that I've ever seen and so the hashtag is sunshine songs and also as two former theater kids Mm -hmm. we very much appreciate it and we love all theater children because our our producer was uh was a theater kid as well what he was yes our producer um, slash my husband was also a theater kid. So, you know, this this whole um, hashtag sun, sunshine songs is one of those things that is just truly great yeah. about the Internet. Um, and it's a really great way to support kids like us who that was our, you know, that music and theater and um, and arts. That was our our outlet. So great way to support those kids. And, you know, please, please do that. So, Lauren, our final segment 
is the state of the ladies. And uh, we agree we're at 11.55 on the doomsday clock. <laughs> um, yikes. Things are things are not great. Things are no, things are no. not great. If you didn't laugh, you'd cry though. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's true. You know, Elizabeth Warren suspended her campaign. Um, International Women's Day was only twenty. It's only twenty three hours long. <laughs> which which really, I mean, if I mean that's just the ultimate symbol, honestly. <laughs> and then we got a pandemic, and <laughs> we got a pandemic. Um, I broke my arm. You badly. broke your arm. I saw it's not a, great. I saw a tweet that we can link to in the show notes about how this past week has basically been like we if we didn't start the fire was just in one day, and yes, it and is. And it was one day, one day, and it's just like, oh my god. And then if um, I could find the lyrics, I would sing it for you, but I don't. You I know, don't have them in front of me right now. <laughs> Just to combine segments, why are men great till they got to be great? Sorry, I skipped over that in the That's agenda. That's okay. Lauren. Um, but yeah, Republicans attempted to- I worked to really hard in. on this agenda, Emily. I know you did. I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Republicans attempted to put an anti-choice, uh, well, several anti-choice restrictions into the House's relief bill during this, it's a national emergency, you guys. And it's because they wanted the the abortion debate. And uh, I just, I feel like they've lost perspective. Like, big picture, guys. This is... I mean, come on. This is not, this is not the time to, to be doing, to be pushing wedges into things that absolutely have to get passed. Like, paid sick leave needs to get passed. If this universal basic income thing becomes a thing... As, which I would really like if uh, Cory Booker and uh, Sherrod Brown's bill became a thing because they seem to really get it. And yeah. we cannot keep we cannot keep muddying the waters with these wedge issues when we are in a literal pandemic, guys. Literal pandemic. Um, literal global pandemic. We are worse off than um, than we could be. If uh, certain people had prepared properly, um, you know, so I guess my my one request out there and Lauren, you, you'll probably agree with me on this. I mean, I won't speak for you, but because uh, we're broads, we're broads and we speak for ourselves. Yes. But my my one last request for people is that, you know, yes, there's a lot going on and it's scary and it's OK to be. Uh, totally freaked out and we're all doing the best we can but please pay attention to what's going on yeah um in the news don't let people slip things by you you know we are the people we gave congress powers they work for us and um we just like don't let them pull any shit no we let them pull a lot of shit for a long time and, right. and we can't have so, that happen anymore. Program your congressperson's phone number into your phone. Put it in your speed dial. Um, I don't know if speed dial is actually a thing anymore. You can put them in your top five or something like that. And call them, bug them, tell them that they really need to be on, be on their best behavior. Because number one, it's an election year, but also because it's their their fucking duty to like keep us safe we're doing we're doing our civic duty by staying home and isolating and um 
And Mitch McConnell can pass a dang bill that says could, yes. we can have paid sick leave. <laughs> Good grief. Yes. Well, on that All fun right. note, uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. It's been a great first episode back. And remember, it's hard out here for abroad. And also wash your hands. Bye. Persistent Bras is part of the Potluck Media Network and would not be possible without grassroots supporters like you. We are recorded, mixed, and edited by Greg Howenstein. For more information, visit potluck.fm and find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave us a five-star review. Seriously, please do that. And subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>